Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchais, Sanhedrin, the laws of the courts, the Ha'enshin Amasudim Lohem, and the punishments handed over to them. Pedek Hamish Osar, chapter 15, as mentioned quite a few times, we right here, sitting right here in our class, have an advantage in these laws because right here in this room we studied the tractate of Sanhedrin and covered many if not most of these laws in the original section of the Mishnah and Talmud. So we continue now with the laws of the four types of death penalties. Skila, Srepa, Herig, and Chenik as we learned yesterday. Stoning, burning, decapitation, and choking. Aleph, Ketzad, Mitzvah, Haniskolin. What is the detailed procedure of how the mitzvah of stoning the person found guilty and given this death penalty, how is it actually administered? So he goes on to say that at a distance from the stoning area, Arba Amas, about four cubits, which is approximately six feet, we disrobe the person who is about to be stoned, begodov, removing his clothes. And as the Gemara says, it's a kindness to remove the person's clothes so that the clothes not shelter him and not prolong the process of death so he'll die sooner, be more painless. We do cover his private parts towards his front, the ein ho'isha, and that is because despite the fact that the cover may prolong the death, it's still a sense of comfort when a person is not in the nude publicly. The ein ho'isha niskelas aruma, a woman is never stoned naked, ela b'choluk echad, she has at least one garment creating modesty. Now he informs us that the place of execution by stoning was two stories high, that when a person is pushed off a height of two stories high, it should, under ordinary circumstances, kill a person quickly. He ascends there, who, the person who's about to be stoned, the Adov, and his witnesses, Asures, his hands are bound. And one of the witnesses, pushes him towards the loin area from behind him, and he falls over, and falls on his heart, to the ground. If he died through that fall, then they have already fulfilled the obligation of killing through stoning. Because stoning doesn't necessarily mean stoning, it also means being pushed off the stoning area. As the verse says, he will be cast down or stoned. Either one is acceptable. So the Torah equates the person who is being stoned who upon whom a rock falls, with the person who's being pushed, where he himself fell to the ground. If he did not die from this push, he's still living, 
The witnesses pick up a large stone that was prepared there, it was laying there. The stone has to be carried by two people, that's how heavy it is. And then at the last minute, the second witness, Marpes, Yode, lets his hand go because you can't have two people aim properly by throwing a stone. You need one person to do it, but you need the two people to help load it because it's very heavy. And then the one person aims it and casts it. And casts the stone upon the person's heart. If that kills him, they have fulfilled their obligation of killing by stoning. If not, obviously these witnesses don't know what they're doing, so all of Israel has to participate to make sure the man dies, or the person dies as quickly and as effectively as possible. As it says, At first we have the hands of the witnesses upon him, and if that doesn't work, we have the people afterwards. So that's Halacha Aleph, Bays 2, the exception here is an idolater. An idolater has to be taken back to the city gates where he transgressed and worshipped idols, I guess because the Torah wants to make an example of him in his community. If it was a city which had more non-Jews than Jews, then the stoning is done at the gateway of the court. This is from tradition. To your gates, as the verse says, this is the gate which he worshipped at, not necessarily the gate, or necessarily not the gate where the judgment of the court of 23 took place. And we do not literally mean the gateway, but we mean the area. So that's the gist of stoning. The next is Srefa, burning, mitzvah, hanisrofin. What is the mitzvah of the death penalty of burning? The first thing is that they place the person in fertilizer or other types of schmutz, but in a thick substance until his knees to prevent him from squirming and moving and so on while they bring about this death penalty. So that sort of keeps him in place. And then they take a hard rag, place it into a soft rag, and wrap it around his neck. And then two witnesses, one pulls one way, and the other pulls the other way. So he forcibly opens his mouth, and the death penalty of burning is hot lead. And then they take the lead, or something like that, which is melted down, and either one of the witnesses or another person pours it into his mouth, and it goes down and descends into his innards, and that is the death penalty of burning, burning through hot lead being internalized. That's why they use the cloth to make sure he's still, and to make sure that the death comes about as quickly as possible. Dalid mitzvah sanerogim, 
decapitation simply is decapitation. Matizanes Reshe Besayef, they cut off his head with a sword, as is the way of kings. And finally, mitzvahs hanechanokim, what is the death penalty of choking? Once again, they place the person in fertilizer up to his knees so he doesn't move, and they take this hard rag, put it within a soft rag, and wind it around his neck. One pulls one way, and the other pulls the other way. In the original burning scenario, they then pulled the, poured the hot lead in. Here, that's the way he dies, through this choking process. Until he expires. And, and again, it's not very pleasant for anybody to learn these laws. Uh, people are sensitive and nobody enjoys learning laws like this, but I just point out that in the modern Western world in which we live in, there's been so much debate as to how the death penalty comes about, how it works. Once upon a time there was the electric chair and then there was the death by injection and then all these weird stories of people suffering and so on, we see here that the focus of Torah is that the suffering should be minimal and the death should be quick. Vav, mitzvahs asay, it is a positive commandment, litlais, to hang as hamagadev, one who is a blasphemer, and one who worships idols. Now this hanging is not a death penalty, it's hanging after death, symbolic hanging for a short while. Shenemar, as it says, kikilalas elakim toli, a person who is hung, cursed God. Had a megadif omur, that's covering the blasphemer. Obeibit kechavim, obeibit abedis kechavim nemer in the service of idol worship. As Hashem, who megadif, he blasphemies God. Only a man is hanged after the death penalty. A woman is never hanged. Again, this is a debate in the oral law, and this is the conclusion. If a person will have a sin condemned to die, and he dies, you shall hang him, him, and not her, as discussed in Gemara Sanhedrin, page 46a, which we studied in great detail right here in this class, in our Monday night class. Zion, Ketzad, Mitzvah, Sanitlin. How is the process of this hanging? And again, hanging is not a death penalty. After the stoning death penalty, we take a beam and implant it into the earth. And then there's a beam coming forth from it. So we have one beam going this way and one beam coming this way. We take the person's two hands and we encircle them and they hang him on that protruding beam. When? Very close to sunset. Because we want that hanging period to be as short as possible. Immediately they remove him. If he was left overnight, it's a severe transgression. They transgress a negative commandment. The verse specifically cites, Do not let his corpse tarry on the beam overnight. 
Chesu mitzvah sasei, it is a positive commandment, likber to bury, as kol harugebez, and all those killed by the courts, b'yem haharigan, the day of their death. And here we get into another law which we're just going to touch upon here. It's going to be discussed in great detail in the laws of burial. That in Jewish tradition we must bury a person at the first possible moment. We cannot let the corpse sit and lay there. So, in fact, in Jerusalem they make funerals even at night. You don't allow a corpse to remain overnight, period. In Israel in general they bury people ASAP, the same day as they die. Whenever possible, even in the diaspora, we bury people as soon as possible. We're soon going to talk about what is the law if we can wait a day or two to contribute to the honor of the person who passed away. They're waiting for his son, they're waiting for his daughter, they're arranging things. That is an angle because it benefits the person who passes away. Back to our text, we're talking about death penalty. It's a mitzvah to bury a person condemned to die and killed by the court, ASAP, the day of the death. Shanamar kikavatik berana, the verse says, you shall surely bury him by Yomahu that day. Not only those killed by the court. Elakola melinus may say in general, anyone who leaves the corpse laying there overnight and not burying him, Aver Allah Belaisaset transgresses a negative commandment. We have to bury ASAP. We recently had a situation in our community where a, an older man passed away on Friday and in, in, in conversation with the mortuary, in conversation with the uh, cemetery, you know, nobody wanted to work very hard. <laughs> Nobody wanted to push it. Everybody said, well, you know, it's Friday, it's, uh, we're busy, uh, nah, nah. And, and let's wait till Sunday. And together with the, fa the family empowered me to push, and I got on the phone, and I spoke to the powers that be, and I said, listen, I've been a rabbi in this city for more than 40 years. We have to bury this man today. And we buried the man today. So, you know, sometimes you have to flex muscle because this is an important halacha. Now, what happens if, what if the delay was giving honor to the person who passed away? Because it can't be done properly. For example, and they want to prepare a coffin for him, and shrouds, and it's simply not available. Again, there are other laws about bringing family and so on. Not every sixth cousin from China. I remember when my dad of, of, of blessed memory passed away and when my mom of blessed memory passed away, it worked out by divine providence without delaying anything, just by the acts of life because my father passed away on the last day of Pesach and my mother passed away in New Orleans and we had to bring about transportation and so on. My brother, he should live and be well, Rabbi Yossi Gordon, from Melbourne, Australia, was able to make it to both funerals with a police escort from Newark Airport where we waited as the sun was beginning to set and my brother made it from Melbourne, Australia and I and several of my siblings were in London when my mother passed away. We also made it on time. Having children at the funeral is important but you have to 
really push it. And again, this is not the source. This is just in passing, talking about the mitzvah of burying ASAP. So when it benefits the person who has passed on, then there's no transgression. When we talk about hanging the person who was stoned on a gallows, we don't do it on a tree connected to the earth, only on a disconnected, severed tree. Why? Because we don't want the tree then to, have been, to, to require being cut because, why would we have to cut it? Because the gallows upon which a person is hanged is buried with him or near him. So that the gallows is also interred. We don't want some gallows hanging out or a tree. People should say, aha, this is the tree that Shmiel was hanged on. This is the tree that he was hanged on, plainly so and so. The chain, so also. Ho'eben, the stone, with which he was stoned. Vasayev, and the sword, shenetek by hanetek, with which the person was decapitated. Vasudorim, and the cloths, which are used for choking or burning. Hakil, nigbon, they're all buried. Bitfisas hanerag, in the area of the person who was killed. Avalei, bekever, atzme, not in the grave, but near the grave. Now the Rambam goes on to enumerate in the next four paragraphs who and for which violation the Torah prescribes which punishment. There are four punishments. Skila, stoning. Srepa, burning. Hereg, killing by sword. Chenek, choking. So now in Yudin 10 the Rambam says, and we learned all of these laws in their places. He's just briefly mentioning it here again. Call on his skull in Shabbatayra. Anyone receiving stoning in the Torah is no more than Shmena Osir, 18. There are 18 situations which the Torah requires the death penalty of stoning. And these are they, and the Rambam is going to enumerate these. I do want to point out again and again and again. Death penalty in Torah law can never be administered unless someone intentionally and wantonly violates the mitzvah two mature, intelligent, kosher witnesses come over to the person and say, you know you're violating a Torah law, right? You know there's a death penalty. If the person doesn't answer, they can't kill him. If the person says, hmm, you can't, the person has to say, I know and I don't care. That's why I'm doing this. That's the only way the death penalty can be administered and then the witnesses come and they're interrogated separately and together and they're asked questions and it's a whole process. Then there has to be a court of 23 and it has to be a majority of two. It's not a simple situation. There is no vigilante killing and you don't run after a guy and hang him. It doesn't work that way. There's a very tedious process which is why the Gemara says if the courts killed someone once in 70 years, it's a murderous court. We just learned in Rambam, once in seven years, the death penalty is not a simple situation, and certainly we do not impose the death penalty just because somebody said that somebody said that somebody said. So we learned all of that. 
Now let's go through the list. Habo al If somebody engages in intimate relations with his mother, the al of with his father's wife, the al kalose with his daughter-in-law, the al naro hamayrosa with a young maiden who was betrothed. And because she was betrothed, she's considered married. So this is adultery. Vial hazochor and homosexual relations. Vyashechev im habehemo, a man who sodomizes an animal. Vyhoisha hamavias habehemo, a woman who has relations with an animal. Vyhamagadev, someone who blasphemies means curses God, and again, witnesses, witnesses, warning, an idolater in general, and now he gives some specific forms of idolatry, one who gives of his children to the idol known as Molech, all of these were defined earlier in great detail, one who divines with Ov, or Yudoni, Mesis is not the store where they sell things. Mesis is someone who entices and convinces others to worship idols. Very, very serious transgression. Vamediach, someone who leads an entire city into idol worship. Vamachashev, a sorcerer. Vamachalas hashabas, and one who wantonly and publicly defying witnesses desecrates the Shabbos because he wants to send a message. None of these transgressions are transgressions where somebody just couldn't help it and did what he did. But this is an act of rebellion the way the witnesses are required. On the Kalel, someone who curses. Aviv, his father or his mother. And the law of the rebellious son. All of these were or will be outlined in great detail. These are the 18 and the only 18 scenarios where stoning is possible. Again, wantonly and intentionally observed by witnesses. What about burning? Yudal of Kalan Israfim, the Total scenarios in Torah of burning are asara ten. The Elohein and these are them. Bas Kohen Shazon Satachas Baila. We learned earlier that if the adultery, meaning relationship with a betrothed or married woman, is taking place with the daughter of a Kohen instead of stoning, she gets the punishment of burning because the fact that her father is a Kohen makes the transgression a greater one. So that's example number one, situation number one. Ubo albite, one who commits intimacy, one who has intimacy with his daughter. Vialbas bite, his daughter's daughter. Vialbas beno, his son's daughter. Vialbas ishte, his wife's daughter. Vialbas bite, her daughter's daughter. Vialbas beno, her son's daughter. Vial chameise, his mother-in-law. Vial aim chameise, his mother-in-law's mother. Vial aim chaviv, his father-in-law's mother. Who shabo aleim provided in all this in-law business that the intimacy took place while his wife was living. After his wife's death, which makes it a former mother-in-law and so on and so forth. It's still forbidden. According to the Rambam, there is the punishment of the cutting off of the soul. Others argue and say there is no punishment at all by Torah law. But it is in the category of incestuous relationships. So that's
ten burning possibilities. Yud Beis Hanerogim, decapitation, Shnayim, two, Horetzeach, a murderer, which there is a whole section of murder coming up. Vihanidach, and someone who is enticed, the, the city who is enticed to idol worship. And again, Iranidachas is a scenario which may have never happened. Yud Gimel, finally, the closing law in this chapter is Hanechanokim, the final death penalty of choking. Shisha, there are only six Torah transgressions where this possibility can happen. Ve'eluhein, and these are they. Habo'al eshes ish. If someone has a relationship with another man's wife, which is the classical biblical adultery, and again, it must be pointed out that we're talking about someone who blatantly and wantonly is doing this. Witnesses come and say, you're not supposed to do this. We're warning you. There could be a death penalty, and they say, we don't care, and the witnesses actually observe them. I mean, how often does that happen? Someone who causes a wound in his own father or mother, the gain of nefesh Yisrael, someone who kidnaps a fellow Jew, Mamre, an elder, a member in the Sanhedrin or such, who becomes rebellious and goes against the Sanhedrin. We're going to learn these laws. The Novi Sheker and a false prophet. We did learn these laws. And somebody who prophecies in the name of an idol. We did learn those laws in the section of idolatry. Nimtsu, in conclusion, anyone possible to be killed by the laws of the courts, which means killed by God, there are many others, but killed by the courts. Shisho there are only 36 possible scenarios. End of chapter 15.